I'm a cookie clicker <laughs> boy, the most special cookie clicker boy. We're going to talk about cookie clicker in a little bit. Um, yeah, you, we are. Justin McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I thought I knew the best thing of the week. <laughs> My name is Christopher Plant, and I do know the best thing of the week. My oh. name is Russ Frustick, and I welcome Griffin back to the world of United States. <laughs> Can we the appreciate... The world of America. Look what Frustick is doing. He, he said five weeks ago that it's a slow, just winding of the spring of this getting louder and louder week after week, and he's, he's committed to that. It really yeah. has gotten louder each I really, week. I, I love it. This is the besties, as you already know, where we talk about the latest in uh, f- food, decor. Not fashion. No. Nope. Romance, women's issues, men's issues, cookies, and uh, interactive media. But uh, today we're going to f- gonna focus on video games. We're just going to pull the microscope in on those specifically. Uh, to find out what what the latest and greatest thing, you know, it's not just Pac-Man anymore. We are gonna go behind the candelabra. Is that what that means? I think so. I didn't that, see the it film. means like you just like zoom right in on an issue. You go, go you know, behind it like it, you would. And also, what is behind? Like, what's the back part? Isn't a cal- candelabra like the same on both sides? And why do candles need bras? Mm. Mm. Huh? No, I don't think so. Let me think about it. No, 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 no. That was a bad thing to say. Uh, who wants to go first? Not Chris Plant, obviously. He lost his privileges. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Because me. it's a bit of a return from last week, but I uh, something uh, new that I discovered over the last week. Um, since it's the only game I've played over the last week. Still Grand Theft Auto. If by, if by you, you mean everyone on the fucking earth. Yeah, my, my friends list is like every single night pretty much one game. And then the sad guy that's like, I only still have Splinter Cell. <laughs> anyway, wish, my my thing is. I wish you could uh, have let Slender Cell have a longer burn. I was really enjoying. I was the I was playing that before I left for Japan. I I swear to God, I will never return to it. It's I will hella never, good. Go back to it's fucking it's really great. Good. It's but a fucking great game. But it's like gone. I got it's GTA passed. and then I got the, my Pokemon's. Like I just I don't know when yeah, I'm gonna find time. It's like listening Sorry, to the man. Beatles again. It'll never happen. Well, can't, can't go backwards. Uh, anyway, my uh, best thing of the week is the best example of buyer's remorse. Brought to you by Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, so it turns you out. Feel bad about buying it? No. Instead of just stealing it? No, actually, <laughs> uh, I was I was good. I'm happy with it. But it turns out, and I didn't know this when I was playing earlier, because I guess fewer people, fewer of my friends were playing. But um, the game will notify your friends list when you do things in the game. Like for example, when you like finish a heist, or I don't know. Uh, well, in my case, it was buy a really, really expensive helicopter, like outlandishly expensive helicopter. Or what if you search the in-game internet for pornography? Yeah, so that's what I was worried about. Is that what are they notifying? Like they they let all my Slipped friends 50 know fifty singles into a stripper's g-string. They let all my friends know that uh, I went and bought this helicopter to the point where like I was getting messages being like, hey, great purchase. How, much, how expensive are we talking? Because like I've got like maybe fifty stacks. I've got like maybe fifty G's in this game. I have no how idea. How much is a G money. again? A G is well. It depends. Are we talking pounds? Are we talking sterling? We're talking, we're talking sterling. In sterling. In sterling, it is. It is approximately fourteen pounds sterling. Okay, so and my, th- and thirteen pence. My helicopter was two million G's. What? Where are you getting these G's? Uh, later in the game, you do heists and they give you money. That's sort of how sure? it works. Sure, I think it's only two hundred thousand. You're talking about the military helicopter, right? Yeah. Where are you buying this? I, stuff? I'm not actually converting from G's. It's just, two, it, but it is two million dollars. Where are you buying this stuff? Off the internet. internet. Got to get really? on that internet soon. What if it fucking and and then like cops shoot a rocket at it and yeah. then you're just out two mil? So uh, this is a little bit scattered because we're covering a lot of bases here, but. Uh, in the case of the helicopters, and I believe the planes, uh, you basically are granted infinite access to this. So every time you run to the helipad, you can just respawn another one. Okay. Realism. So no worries on that. But I did buy a million-dollar car 
that oh. I then l left in a parking lot because I had to do another mission, and then it wasn't there when I got back, and I got sick. It's probably at the impound, isn't it? Maybe, but I didn't get an email saying it was there, and I'm worried that it's gone, gone, gone forever. Time to have do you those bought tow truck missions? Have you bought all the properties? Like, what? Uh, no. I don't understand why you would spend these large sums of money if you're not buying all these properties. Well, here's the thing: is that the properties don't really do anything apart from giving you a weekly income, and I already have enough and, money to buy and, and sell God. So. They're exclusive missions. Yeah, yeah there's some missions. But it's like, yeah, like, oh, we got robbed. Go chase down the robber. Like, I don't care. And actually, well, that's every... super time sensitive. So, like, if you don't go take it right away, yeah. then you'll just get an email, like, five minutes later. They're like, well, I guess we'll just handle it. But, but let's deal with ourselves. Let me, let me return to my original point because I don't want to get derailed too much. So it's Great. telling your friends on Xbox Live, uh, in my case, like, when you're making these purchases, and it really... And, like, when I, like, finished the main campaign, it let everyone know. And it really made me feel uh, like I was, like, a little too visible. Like, as Griffin was saying, like, let's say I'm trying to get 100% because I'm a crazy person. I like achievements. And one of the things you need to do to get 100% is to go to the strip club and get a doubles dance from the strippers, which I think it's, that the is the case. The fact that you know that that's a thing that you can do lets me know that you've already done it. Uh, <laughs> so... So let's say that happens, and then let's say my grandma's on my Xbox, and she's like, oh, what's Russ up to? Oh, my word. Like that, dude. Bummersville. That's really uh, strange. Was that you, or was that one of our frequent guests that just no, that, made that voice? That was my impression of my grandma. That's so strange, because it yeah, sounded sorry a lot to confuse. like somebody who's been a guest on our show before. It was spot on. I know. It was pretty accurate. Uh, um, um, I wish I could, I don't know. Turn it off? <laughs> I don't want my friends knowing what I'm <laughs> buying and doing. It's very uncomfortable. I feel like I'm being but watched. But it, it also has that functionality where, like, if you beat someone's score on a mission, then it tells yeah, them. So that's it's fine. Like a, I don't, I don't yeah. mind that. But, like, like, let's say I bought a wedding ring for my digital girlfriend. Would she be notified on Xbox Live that I bought the wedding ring? I, you, just, you just lost me. You yeah, that's not a real person. Uh, it is in the like game. No, I mean in the game, like a the girl, the, the girl that situation? I'm dating in the game. Like, Why would they get a notification on Xbox Live? They're probably they on Ro Rockstar Social Club as well because they live in the world of San Andreas and everyone's part of it. Mm -hmm. It's like Facebook. Yeah. I'm just I, worried about like I just I don't want to be so visible, man. You actually touched on a larger problem with just Xbox Live in general. I don't really want people know, knowing that I'm playing video games. Like, that's embarrassing enough. And I don't really want to play video games with with people. You know what I mean? Like, I, w I would yeah. rather not have that interaction. I would rather not people know what I'm doing, what I've been up to. So I want... You know what they should have for Xbox One is the ability to edit your status. And even though you're doing one thing, say, like, playing GTA, you could edit it and say, like, I'm studying the Magna Carta. And downloading mm. downloading Quicken. Yeah, and then everyone's mm -hmm. really Justin impressed. Justin is now playing Quicken. <laughs> Quicken would be so great with Connect functionality, like pointing to cells and then like... I'm broke! Yeah. Quicken! Quicken, I'm broke! Money me, bro. Drop um, some stacks in my account. Hook a Justin up! Um, yeah. I feel like I need Quicken to manage the three discrete bank accounts in Grant. Just fucking put it all in a single... Just get married. So that's right. the thing is, like, they would need to have a scene where they're like, "Okay, we're gonna open this joint banking account." <laughs> I did that. I did that with my fiance like two weekends ago. It took me forty minutes. It's not a fucking big deal. <laughs> it's a fucking easy, breezy, beautiful new, deal. A new joint account. Hi, my name is Michael. These are my associates, Trevor and Frank. We would like to open a new bank account. Uh, the name? It's um, crime, Cri crime. <laughs> Incorporated is our business. I just like picturing this as the beginning of a simple plan. They're like, okay, here's a simple plan. We're just going to put all the bank in a shared, the money in a shared account, and mm -hmm. uh, all of us can just use it. You repelled on the side of the building. I will be in the parking lot in the getaway car, and you just go in there. Here's my identification. Uh, here's a check from another account of mine in case they need that information, and then just open it up in all three of our names. And then I guess we'll go. I guess we'll go get in and out. Mm, sounds good. It's the perfect crime. I have Justin, one more. What was your thing of the week? Wait, no, I have one more thing to say about GTA. Really? Yes. I wish Franklin didn't live where he lives in the game. Why is that? Because he lives in the most maze-like, impossible-to-drive location on the entire map. It's like every time you need to go to Franklin's house or leave there, 
you're going through the Minotaur's Labyrinth. It drives me up a wall. Anyone else? Oh, uh, yeah. Anyone else? I know what you're, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Jerks. His, new ho- his second yeah, house? Yeah, his second house. Not the first house. That's spoilers. Wow. Ooh. He gets the second house. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. So I am, uh, my best thing, uh, let me preface this by saying I'm the one person that did not spend all week, like on Earth, that did not spend all week playing Grand Theft Auto um, because I was working on my um, my review for Marlo Briggs and the Mask of Death. Um, Literally, this is the first time when you just said that title. <laughs> it was the first time that it entered my existence. Correct. It is okay. another. It is another five hundred five games published joint, and they have been adamant about never promoting anything that they publish. They are they have a strict rule against it. They had it with Brothers. They refused to let anyone see. You could go to jail for talking about Brothers still to this day. Uh, and Marlo Briggs and the Mask of Death is the same way. It is Is it an ARG that only exists inside of the completely unpromoted Brothers? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, it is made by uh, so it's published by 505 and it is it is developed it's it's developed by Zootfly. now who is Zootfly? well i think they're probably familiar. old members of big bad voodoo daddy would be my guess you, no. if you if you know the name Zootfly, you probably remember them from their uh demo of um ghostbusters that they made that came on the scene like five years ago remember they made no. Zootfly made a demo of ghostbusters that was the talk of the town so they're from <laughs> slovenia and uh they also made Prison Break the Conspiracy. Okay. Okay, right. So now you're into We're it. In. Um, so Marlo Breaks of the Mask of Death is uh, action Wait, what wise, is the best? Don't get carried away here. I want to know what the best is. It's the best mask. <laughs> best I mask. Put a lot of thought I into can that. think of like five masks off the, off the top of my no, head. Not as good as this mask because it, uh, it's your. Okay, so Marlo Briggs is a firefighter. And he uh, has a girlfriend who's an archaeologist. He visits her at a dig site, <laughs> and he is uh, killed to get him out of the way. Then he is wait 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 br- wait, 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 wait wait. What do you mean by get him out of the way? And and killed by who? So he's killed by the evil people that are running the archaeological archaeological dig site because they want his girlfriend to translate some codices for them. Uh, and they want to kidnap her, so in order to do that, they kill Marlo Briggs. So now, she wouldn't here, do it just out of, like, her because jo- that's her job to translate She was stuff? getting creeped out, and she actually oh, wanted to leave because she didn't like this job. Word, word, word. So, uh, so Marlo is killed, but when they kill him, they kill him with this uh, ancient weapon that uh, turns him into the sacred warrior, and he is brought back to life. They probably should have used a different weapon. 
uh, yeah, that was it was poor planning on their part. If they used a gun or like Anything. a big rock or their own Name hands, it. really, yep. any weapon would. They could have just waited for him to die of like natural causes, and he's they got a been butt. So he's brought back to life by I think the ancient weapon, but he might have also been brought back by the mask of death. That is a uh, disembodied mask that was apparently some sort of ruler or king of some uh, tribal people long ago. And now he is a floating mask that, fa- and he the the conceit is that he is the camera basically. So you're looking through the mask's eyes, and he talks with Marlowe as he pursues his quest for vengeance. Can I, can I ask the fuck did this human being get turned into a mask? Is uh, the, did that they is, crush him down into like into like his human essence and then like pour it into a mask mold and then? That is a story for another time. Uh, I'd like to hear it now. I don't have time. It's just too much. Uh, It is actually hinted at in the end of the game. Is it his face? They cut his face off and then like tanned it somehow? I can't tell you anymore. I've already said too much. Uh, Action-wise, it's sort of basically exactly kind of like God of War. Um, You have several different weapons you can switch between on the fly. You have dodging on a map to the right thumbstick, so he's moving around very fluidly. Is it the same camera as God of War? Uh, I don't. Uh, God of War's camera is fixed. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yes, mostly. Yeah. I mean, you can't control it. So yeah. Well, then yes. Yeah. Then the. But in this case, same. you're looking through the eyes of a mask man. Yeah, but that's. It's not like there's like, you know. It's like Latiku like in the Super Mario 64. Yeah, not not that dissimilar actually. Um, so he uh, tonally, and and this is the thing that I think differentiates this game a little bit. Uh, tonally, it's somewhere between um, The Last Dragon, Black Exploitation, classic The Last Dragon. Oh my God, really? And Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. Like, it's very silly. It's very uh, sort of self referential um, and not in like a forced way. It's just really dumb all the time, almost belligerently. So. Um, there's a level called the level where Marlo hangs upside down from a helicopter. That's like, the name that of the level? Is, that's the name of the level. Because you know what he does? You hang upside down from a helicopter, and you can swing back and forth and collect orbs. Uh, you get experience. And there's great dialogue throughout. At one point, you're fighting, <laughs> you're fighting a giant squid, and the mass says, I've never seen so many horrifying tentacles. And Marlo Briggs says, after this is over, remind me to show you some stuff on the internet. <laughs> Like that, that, that kind of classic repartee <laughs> is what makes this the yeah, best that, mask of that, the year. That punchline could have been like way more offensive. I probably didn't do it, sir, justice. So it's, um, it sounds like that um, Shadows of the Damned in terms of tone. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's not that's not that far off. Mm-hmm. They don't quite lean into sort. I, I kind of wanted a bit more. The trailer makes it seem very uh, grindhouse. I guess okay. uh, something closer to. Uh, like House of the Dead Overkill. Okay. Um, and this is not that, but... The gold, it, it, the gold fucking standard. For, the gold standard. James writing in general, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, this is not that, but this is uh, uh, a lot of fun. It's very snappy. It moves you from thing to thing to thing. There's lots of variety in between the actual combat. There's like a... There's turrets, of course, but then there's also like some vertical scrolling shoot 'em up type levels. Is it fun there. to play? Does it feel good to play it? Yes. Do you like God of War? Yes. I like, like the that. first. I like the first two. But, uh, but Gri- no Griffin, chains, right? Griffin, you'll enjoy this. Marlo has a ice spell, and sometimes when he casts it, he shouts, Aw, sleet, sleet, sleet. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> yes. You're wow. right. I, Justin, you're right. I did enjoy that. <laughs> I thought you would enjoy that. Uh, it's really silly, and there are leaderboards. There, there are these like little twitchy challenges, like the like this, the uh, vertical scrolling shooter. There, uh, there are some like platformy type bits where you're sliding down a a mountain and dodging obstacles and those you can actually replay individually from the main menu uh and compare your uh times with friends or people all across the globe now when i say people all across the globe the important thing to remember oh. is nobody owns this yeah. game <laughs> as near as i can tell i'm one of 500 people on the planet that have purchased <laughs> this product so is this a, uh, is it a downloadable uh, game is it 15 yeah, it's on xbox like... it's on piece it's on steam and xbox live arcade okay um, and the great thing about it is, because so few people own it, you can really 
like feel great about the leaderboards. Yeah. There are there of the eight challenges, I was ranked number two in two of them, uh, and I was in the top ten in several others because no one's playing it. So with just a little dedication, you can feel like a real a real game wizard. Wow. Did you, uh, you didn't push yourself to try and claim the top spot. That there. Uh, actually, the top spot was so firmly held on to by a gentleman whose username was I'm High Right Now. And I, <laughs> I couldn't get into a battle of wits with Did I'm you High not, Right Now. You didn't think about getting high also? Maybe that was what was giving him his keen edge? No, I, I didn't. You're right. I should have thought of it's that. It's kind of interesting to think that whenever anyone thinks of his gamer tag, he then becomes high to make it accurate. Like, he might be at work. <laughs> And then someone, oh my god! Ah, I gotta go get high. Someone just looked at my. Someone's playing Marlowe Briggs. It's right the only way to make it authentic. Well, so that's um, a nice it's, little it's, surprise. It's fun. Yeah, fifteen bucks. Xbox Live and Steam. Um, is there is there a review up yet? Ah, should be up today. Maybe tomorrow, depending on when Arthur gets it done. You want to tell me the score? I don't know what the score is. We don't. I mean, yeah, but you say like I played five minutes of it, and let me tell you, this bad boy's a seven. <laughs> Well, it started that way, but then he said, oh, sleep, sleep, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to bump it up a few 7.5. points. 7.5. Sure. Um, you guys want to hear about Japan? Yeah. I you bet I do. I'm, I, I come bearing gifts of Eastern philosophy. Okay. <clears throat> I don't really. Um, I went to Japan for the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, I'd never been before. A whirlwind of news erupted from the Tokyo Game Show. We got about we got about seventy stories. It was a lot of stories. There, I mean, seventy is seventy is a pretty good number. I don't, I but I think you're being facetious there for a second. Well, I'm only being facetious because uh, while I think it was a lot of stories, and speaking as someone who has covered Tokyo Game Show in the past, uh, I know it can be a little frustrating because you kind of work your butt off for a week, and most of the games that you're writing about either a won't come out in the U.S. or b don't really like right. have any like digestible concept going on <laughs> right it, it is a it is a tricky tricky show to cover because like a lot of the games you can play and sort of appreciate them for face value um despite the language barrier and then there are role-playing games yeah um and and the like which are like i played a i played like a 20 minute long demo for lightning returns the new final fantasy 13 game and just like no fucking idea what I was doing, what was going on, what was new, like they were showing off new stuff, couldn't couldn't figure it out. Mike luckily had played it before and could could handle well, that a bit. And you also probably had a helper with you, right? Um, yeah, but not one that spoke spoke English. Right. There there was very little of, of that, which is helpful you know, pointing though. There's some helpful pointing, yeah. And, and for some games that worked really, really well. Like um uh I, I mean, you play like I played the Castlevania HD, whatever that 3DS HD remake that they're doing, and you know, pointing at at different things on the screen that could get the point across. But for Final Fantasy 13 Lightning Returns, like that dog won't hunt. Anyway, it was kind of an outlier year just because Next Gen was there, um, so there really was a lot of stuff to see. Um, trying to think like the big stuff. Oh, I saw Dead Rising 3, oh. which I also saw at Gamescom, and the frame rate was like dog shit at Gamescom. Um, but it's looking way way better now. They had it locked at 30 frames per second, which is... Did you play it? No, still haven't got no go hands-on with it. But, like, you could tell during the Gamescom demo, like, I was very worried. Because uh, that is, like, the only launch day Xbox One game that I would consider picking up an Xbox One for. Yep. And um, it looked... it looked, Guys, it looked super bad. So... Um, but TGS, it was running it was running butter smooth. They were showing off some of the co-op stuff, which looks insane. Okay. Question. Griffin, I don't care about video games. All I care about is one thing. Produce. I what didn't eat the fifteen dollar peach. What we walked hell? we walked right the fuck by it. What is wrong with you? And I said, you? Oh, there's that big juicy peach, we'll catch it on the way back. Didn't. Got Dude. distracted. Oh my god, Griffin, you've made a lifelong error. I ate everything else though. I ate a meat bun. Uh, can I tell the story of Mike and I's Sure. <laughs> uh misguided sushi adventure. Mike and I went to out to dinner the last night we were there and I wanted to eat sushi, um, but we were staying in, in Chiba where there wasn't aren't many like um yeah it's like fast food restaurants cheapo conveyor belt sushi establishments so i got on google and even googling things in japan is kind of tricky because you have to search for the terms in in japanese characters which means putting it through a translator and then putting it into google and then hoping that that it auto translates it's very very confusing Um, but i managed to find one and i thought oh great let's go here so we went we walked there 
Uh, and then we got in. Nobody spoke any English. There were no English menus. And they didn't have those, like, stupid English menus with the pictures of the food. And you point at the food, and then they bring it to you. Um, and so Mike got on Google – or I got on Google Translate. Mike opened up a Wikipedia article. And we literally, like, kind of improvised our way through the meal. And it was delicious. It was very good. And we had a good time. Um, and then we got our check, and because we couldn't see the prices on the on the Japanese menu, we ended up spending $140 between the two of us oh, on our sushi meal. Oh, that per diem is just right out was, the window. It was good, though? It was good. I'm not sure it was... Oh, we had, like, maybe, maybe 10 pieces of sushi each. Oh, God. So, like... Now, was this Jiro? Did you go to Jiro by accident? We didn't accidentally go to Jiro, no. We weren't in a subway station. Okay. Uh, the place was very Jiro-esque in that it was just, like, everybody sits on a long bar, and then they make that shit right in front of you. They make, like, one piece at a time, and you eat it. It was awesome. It was great. It's been, like, goddamn, $70. I could have had, like, a super potato orgy with that, yeah. with that kind of cash. So I don't know if I mentioned this when I was there. I had a similar experience where they didn't really have any English menu, but they did give me, finally, after I they realized how confused I was. I asked, and they gave me this. I don't remember if I've mentioned this before, but I do want to read this menu that they gave me. Um, you brought it home with you? No, I, have, I took a picture of it, so it's online. Oh, okay. Um, one of the items was beef tongue, and yeah. here's the description was, the cow tongue uses streptocarpus. I am wimpy and buy a high-quality streptocarpus with an errand wall thickness in this shop and offer cow tongue burning condition. The thing's which made the cow tongue ground meat prepare for a lot of cooking that I arranged. I mean, you can kind of figure out what's going on there. What is streptocarpus? That's the... That's the... Sounds the scientific like a disease. Name, the scientific name for what cow meat My is lord. F- delicious food there. Probably yeah. the best consistently good food, except no breakfast option. There... Oh, man, we had to fucking... I ate a lot of balance-ups. Yeah, it's all, like, fish and rice for breakfast. Balance-ups are these little hot pockets, but imagine they're more like sandwiches with sort of a graham cracker on both sides and then a filling between them. (laughs) So, like, it was somewhat familiar, but my first day there, I saw one that said cream cheese, and I thought, oh, this will be a sweet little treat, and so I bought it. No, they were going with the very literal definition of cream cheese. Um, So it was more like a savory breakfast treat. Yeah. Yeah. I did a bad job at shopping that day. But, yeah, I mean, the food is fucking great across the board. I, w- I would go back in a heartbeat. Would love to get Justin there. Would love <laughs> to see Justin in that environment. would be in a strange place. I don't think he'd be very comfortable. We rode the train into TGS on the first public day when, like, 300,000 people or whatever showed up. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. That train car was a rockin'. Um, Nuts to butts. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Did no one put Cookie Clicker on their thing? Yeah, their I was thing? waiting for you to bring it, and then you brought that other game. Uh, well, I, that's why I'm so confused. I, can I talk about it a little bit for halftime, or do you want to save it for next week? Or? Uh, no, go ahead. I mean, we, we can talk we, about it. We've been moving it. at I, a nice, brisk pace. Yeah. Okay, great. Cookie Clicker is the best game that is not a game. Is a, is a, it's basically a spreadsheet where you manage cookie production. Sure, you can click cookies, but that's for saps, because as you click cookies in Cookie Clicker, there's one giant cookie that you click. You don't click several cookies. There's okay, one big cookie. I was gonna, I got confused there for a second. There's one big cookie. You click it, and that gives you more cookies. Yep. But just clicking the cookie, like I said, saps, because you can use those cookies to buy other means of cookie production. So, what do, uh, yeah. so like for instance, uh, the cheapest is you can buy a cursor that will click the cookie automatically for you. Very helpful. Then you can, once you save up more money, you can buy grandmas that will make cookies to help augment your cookie production. Uh, The upgrades go all the way to farms and factories and cookie mines and cookies from space, cookie alchemy, cookie portals. Okay. that, That kind of thing. And each one is increasingly more expensive but also produces more cookies there are also uh upgrades that you can buy that uh help you increase your overall cookie production and uh achievements for reaching certain goals in quotes and those give you more milk and you can buy cats that eat the milk and always always in service 
of additional cookie production. Yeah. So uh, Justin turned me on to this. I've been hearing people talk about it for the last like week or so. Uh, but Justin, before the show, was like, I'm going to talk about this game, even though I kind of forgot. He eventually remembered, and he was like, you should play it. So I, I booted it up. It's essentially Candy... What was that game called? Candy Shop? Candy Box. Candy Box. Candy Box. It's essentially Candy Box, but where Candy Box had, like, some modicum of skill requirement and strategy, where you, like, had to plan out, like, potions and, like, go on missions and stuff... This game has none whatsoever. It's the really the most mindless game I think I've ever seen. It is adamant in its well. The only ways you can there there is a lot of if you want to do some extensive math, there is a lot of math you can do regarding the best up way to spend your money. Because see, upgrades become more expensive the more of them you buy. Like not upgrades, sorry, the equipment. So like a farm or a factory. If I have a hundred alchemy labs, for example, or a hundred portals, my hundred and first portal is gonna be a lot more expensive than my first one. So you do have to kind of figure what's the best you don't have to. The the I guess the only skill is figuring out the best expenditure for your money uh to increase your cookie production rate. But you're right in the sense that there's not really a skill factor involved. It sort of refuses to do that. It's just about <laughs> optimizing cookie production. And it is also a fascinating uh, tool. It's really edutainment about how many a trillion is. Because you may think you're making a lot of cookies when you're making a million cookies a second. But a million cookies a second isn't cool. You know, it is cool. A billion cookies a second. Is there anything cooler than a billion, though? (laughs) Well, what I find out is that uh, a trillion is actually better than that. Uh, Our friend uh, David Zhao, who, of course, uh, works on Polygon every day to make it the best site he can on our product team. The best site he can. Like, he knows what he's working with. (laughs) A hundred billion cookies a second he's producing he, and and you get these updates that uh are as the cookies get at first it's like new cookie recipe discovered and as you increase your totals to david's al uh type levels the messages are like all all space in universe filled by cookies uh no more room for living matter because i've produced a trillion cookies at this point i mean there's it's no big deal i don't want to like brag about it um, but does something happen is... apart from more cookies when you unlock the antimatter condenser, which is the last thing in this store? Uh, no, no, I have 23 of those. They're not a big deal. Um, there is an end game. Is there? Yes. As f- I have been told, there is an end game. This, this may be a creative fiction, but as far as I know, there is an end game. Yes. And when does that happen? I, I don't know. I've been trying to stay dark on. I don't want to ruin any of the plot twists okay. for myself. Um, Besides, I'm really, really, really busy right now these days clicking on cookies. Yeah, so, it, so I don't really have a lot of time for free reading. I would say, um, what are those birds called with the, the dip? Their, Angry birds. No, they dip their nose in the water and then Pelicans? pop up again. Pelicans. No, I don't mean the living birds. The toy. Oh yeah, the, the dipping bird. Drinking. It's curve. fair to say that a drinking bird has the same chance of winning cookie clicker as Justin McElroy does, uh, which is uh, to say, given an infinite amount of time, maybe, yes. but not really. What do you mean? <laughs> because I am optimizing production. Uh, I I'm a people person. I make sure the the grandmas are working with people in the factories, and um. It's just a magnificent. It's magnificent. Have it's, the grandmas it, tried to unionize yet, or is it still? Uh, I do have. I have some anti-grandmas, which which work with the other grandmas. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing right now, um, but I really want to boost their efficiency because they are slacking. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds 
and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Um, let me talk about the opposite of cookies. Can I transition to mine? Yeah. Yes, please. Can I talk about... Can I talk about the opposite of cookies, which is vegetables, as we all know? Um, while in Tokyo, I'm kind of breaking our rule of talking about games that are available for everyone to play, because not only is this not a game available to everyone right now, it is a game that will never be available to anyone but me, probably, um, in okay. the past. Uh, it is a game that I played uh, on the show floor of the Tokyo Game Show, Um a uh, some sort of scientist i've forgotten his name showed me the game i wrote it up you can read our write-up on polygon.com um it is called food practice shooter and it is the healthiest <laughs> game food practice shooter which um the acronym for which is fps right uh is a light gun game and there's a giant super soaker-esque light gun that you shoot at a screen at encroaching vegetable monsters are you okay, guys, into you, it. Let me know when you start to fall off the plot, and I'll stop and try and, and catch you back up. There are three kinds of vegetables that are attacking you. Uh, sorry, two two vegetables, one fruit. Uh, there is uh, bell peppers. There are uh, carrots and tomatoes. So every time you shoot one of these, uh, it depletes your ammo of one of those three types. So you have bell pepper ammo, you got carrot ammo, you got tomato ammo. You shoot a tomato your tomato ammo goes down. If one of them hits you, your ammo goes down a lot. So if a tomato hits you, you're going to lose a lot of tomato ammo, etc., respectively. When you run out of ammo, the way that you refill it is you dock your gun. Um, there's a little holster on the floor. You can't just put it in your pants because it's super big. You put it on the floor, and then you eat vegetables or in the case of this demo since i imagine real produce won't last very long on the tgs show floor uh vegetable flavored biscuits um you eat it the scales are weighted oh by the way you're also wearing a headset that monitors your chewing so you eat <laughs> you eat the vegetable flavored biscuit um the the scale detects how much food you've taken the chew receptor figures out how much you're enjoying the food i guess with your chews 
and it it replenishes your ammo of the type of biscuit that you've eaten. Then, to get back in the game, you pick up your gun. There's a camera mounted on the gun facing the player. You have to smile into the camera before it'll start the game back. As if, if to like say, vegetables. as if to say, yummy yum, these veggies so yummy, Griffin like, and then the game starts again. Then you blast your way through, right? You blast your way through the level. When you finish the level, it tells you the nutritional value of all the things you've eaten. What's up? Wow. Who, who is this game for? Is it like something you install at a dentist office, or is this? Like I don't an think so, because these these biscuits are fucking disgusting, and they will get all up in your teeth. They're like those little plaque. Tokens, black candies. little plaque candies you eat that show you where the plaque is. That that shit was in. I had like, it was like six hours later, like I whistled and like a piece of tomato biscuit came out. Like, oh, um, so would they have to weight it if you would they have to calibrate it for different fruit and vegetables? Like it when you're using actual ones of those, or is it just sheer weight of of veg? Um, I think that you probably have to program it in, which isn't too hard to do. You know, if I can do it with my fitness pal. Um, some some sort of Japanese scientist can probably make that um, easy to populate in the home version of Food Practice Shooter. Um, but it's so great. The guy didn't speak much English, um, so he sort of ran me through the idea of the game via a slideshow, and the idea is, like, obviously wanting to form a bond between kids and vegetables. That's why you have to pictures? smile. Like a positive... Yeah, there was a picture of... And the picture's in the post because it's the fucking funniest... It's the funny, I will never do or say anything funnier than this slide. Uh, it is of a man who is like half dressed up like a bandit, which is confusing. Uh, and he's holding out a fishing rod. And the first slide, which isn't in the post, uh, he had a vegetable in the fishing rod and a child ran away from it. And then in the second picture, uh, hanging above the vegetable uh, was a, a Nintendo DS. And the kid was oh. running right for it. The kid That's was smart. like, yeah, I want that. So maybe so he's like the Japanese hamburglar. It is tricking kids into eating vegetables by putting them into a video game, and then after you eat these disgusting vegetable cookies, you have to smile. As if, like, I smiled when I ate that vegetable cookie, so I guess I like vegetables more than I thought. That's a lot of effort. If we could put fucking Bingo from The Biggest Loser on this, he'd be trim good body instead of afraid of these goddamn vegetables. Um, You know, they could just, like, give the kids dessert if they eat all their vegetables, that pretty much is a good motivator, too. Cancels out, though, doesn't it? Because then, you know what they're going to do? They're going to frown. There's no... You can't say to your kid, you're going to eat this carrot, and then you're going to fucking smile, and then maybe I'll give you a brownie. Yeah. Because then, then you <laughs> sound like you're abusive. You're an abusive parent. But like the they're going to get a brownie for something. it. You're going to get a brownie, but you're going to smile after you eat that brownie. What, what they need is a game where you eat a brownie to start the game, but you have to frown the whole time while you play it. <laughs> Ugh, Ugh, brownies. Brownies, disgusting. I think they could probably work this into, I th- feel like this was a little bit on the nose. They could just have some sort of like Wii U peripheral um, that shuts the con- console down every 30 minutes as l- unless you just continuously eat vegetables. There could be a scale. There could be a plate full, yeah. like chock full of vegetables, what if and then you... a timer next to it that says 30, 30 minutes. Or if you want to put your kids on blast, like five minutes, like you, then all of a sudden we're talking about like a minute to win it challenge. But what if like the kids got smart and they cut the brownie in the shape of a broccoli? Yeah, I mean that's it's definitely possible. Like an obvious loophole. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I guess you're gonna have to install some kind of sensors in this kid's tummy. Yeah. To, like, detect, like, the glucose that's going in there. Yeah, this is really Fine. just the beginning of this road. There's, there's a long road to walk still, I think. As long as we're getting it in that kid's organs and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> we could just, like, we could just, like, put a tube in there that, like, puts all the good stuff from vegetables directly in. So it, the problem is that the vegetables in the mouth are, it's, like, the worst possible place for vegetables to go. Right, so you if want you them just to get jammed in, them right in the stomach, they wouldn't even know. Right, if you want them to get in that tummy somewhere, because once, once the... Once the cauliflower is past your tongue, like it's like not offending you anymore. It's right. doing you good. It's like you have to pass. It's kind of fucked up that vegetables are that way. Like they have to, you have to pass this trial before you can you can get, get the healthy. good stuff from them. Yeah. yeah. So if we could just like get in this kid, um, get some sort of valve that we can just like put the stuff into it, close it, digests. I like anyway. It. Just this, if the if you are listening, scientist who invented this game. Um, maybe make that your next project. 
probably going to be a little hard to gamify, but you know, it's worth if if the if the in justifies the means. I'll cut up. I'll cut some kids. Who wants to go next? <laughs> Bring us home. How did we get there? Um, okay. Uh, I went to Japan. I flew. I flew six thousand miles. Oh, okay. Um, my thing is uh, best alternative to the uh, massive, or I guess just really long HDMI cable that is running from the PC and the upstairs of my house uh, to the television in the downstairs. You know what's weird is we don't track live listeners, but for whatever reason, <laughs> our listeners just skyrocketed. I don't know why. Was I think it was the long cable? HDMI cable that probably did it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, I don't cut children during my segment now. it's um, surgery it's for science chris plant you didn't pay attention to anything except the end no wonder you'd be horrified <laughs> okay all these journalists are going to report from this episode griffin mcroy cuts kids because they didn't listen to the whole fucking thing <laughs> um you guys hear about the steam os thing yes yeah so you know the basic gist yeah no, you, you, give, give me the, give me the elevator pitch. Okay. Maybe I'll get excited this time. Valve, uh, the people who made Steam, have made a, an OS, an operating system like Windows, but it's a Linux-based, so it will uh, be free, and people can put it on their computer machines, and uh, it'll mostly be used to run video games, uh, presumably through Steam, and it's called Steam OS. You can also use it to stream games uh, from, say, your PC to a Steam OS device that you can plug into your television and that's that's the exciting part if it actually works is i have a computer upstairs right now it has a really long hdmi cable uh that is gross and i have tape up and down my walls i i look uh just disgusting um and i can get rid of that i can scrub the tape goo off my walls and i can plug in a steam os device if it works it so the thing that I think is confusing about this, and, and the reason I think that, like, I think maybe they did themselves a disservice by, I don't know, it keeps people talking about it all week, which I guess is a plus. You know, you get the, the buzz going. But I kind of feel like without the full picture here, it's really hard to judge my reaction to this news. Like, I guess it doesn't matter. Of course, I can't make a buying decision of any sort right now, so it doesn't really matter. But um, if if the thing that they're talking about is a a dongle that plugs into the HDMI port on my television. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would be interested in that as a way to like get get my PC games to my TV. Yeah, like, essentially like a- the Chrome thingy that they just got put out. Google yeah, exactly. Out. If it's that we're talking about, like I I'm kind of into it. Um, and it could still be that we don't know what'll happen. Uh, well, you know what happens, dear listener, because you're listening to this on a Friday afternoon. But at the moment, we don't know. Um, and if it's just a if the steam box machines that's what they started talking about on wednesday if those are just another pc i don't really I, i'm not sure i understand the utility chris i know you were talking about this on polygon live our new uh streaming live video show that uh we do during the week uh with chris uh what was his sort of takeaway well i mean i don't know if you know this about chris grant but he's ever the optimist about new things he he was one of those you know the ooh yeah is going to change the world type of people um and he he definitely sees the potential in it i think the conclusion that we came to was this isn't like a console killer which is one of the original you know kind of thoughts or theories uh about steam os that you know finally we'll have a cheap uh computer that just works and it will be an alternative to the PlayStation, Xbox, and everyone will use it. That doesn't sound like what this is at all. Uh, it's the opposite. It's a Linux, so it's going to already be a little confusing for people. It plays less games. Uh, there, it, there seem to be more barriers uh, to entry than than we thought. But the, but um, they are going to have like they're going to sell a Steam machine, as it's called, and it's well, probably going to let's say it costs seven hundred dollars, and it only runs Steam OS. You could also stream aren't. it. Wait one second. You could also stream the games, but for argument's sake, let's just say it only runs Steam OS games. Um, don't you think that if Steam puts all their weight behind this, and don't you think that's going to pretty dramatically increase the number of people and game developers that make games that support Steam OS natively? So it could, or since it's an open OS, somebody could make an unbelievably pirate-friendly version of Steam OS put it out there it becomes incredibly uh, popular and no developer wants to get anywhere near it 
What does that so, mean, pirate-friendly? You could make a version of SteamOS that has a program in it that knows to look for the newest versions of torrents for any new game that comes out and automatically downloads. Yeah, but if you're, your yeah, but TV. you have to connect to Steam still, and Steam has uh, no, security measures. You don't because it's open platform, so you don't have to use Steam. As yeah, your but main then you could do that from Nep- uh, on Linux. You could do that today. Exactly, but most people don't use Linux. Mm. There, so I, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, sounds, I'm not saying it's sounds not awesome. Work. You can get all these games for free. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I just think the the problem is, and this is like a, a classic Valve thing, is I don't know if they know what it is yet. It's just like Greenlight, where they, they announce these things, and everyone gets so excited, and they're like, Valve, man, they know how to do it right. And well, then well, hold on, hold on. And there's what like did no they, details. What the fuck did they announce? Like, they announced we're doing hardware, and we're partnering with other people to do it, too. Like, yeah, dog, you fucking, like, announced that in February. Uh, yeah. And and it's even like I don't think they're gonna announce the hardware on Friday. Maybe I'll be eating my words when this goes live. But I think they'll talk about a controller, and there'll be plenty of mystery left for the next few months. Um, I mean, no, yeah, they, I don't think they're gonna announce the hardware on Friday. I I don't think they'll announce like a box, the literal like specs of the box or anything like this that. Is, I just think it's so confused. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I think it makes if sense. If it's just a stream, okay, yeah. like if it's just a a little thing, like an Apple like TV said, or an like an Apple or TV an Ouya, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, if it's that and it's streaming my PC games to the TV and it's sort of like a big picture mode right. adapter, like, I think, I'm, I'm into it. I think but that's like, what's I don't understand gonna, why one of the options be, is going to be that, though. I think that I don't understand why it has to be muddied, though, with this box. What I don't understand is the box. I don't understand why I'm going to buy another computer that doesn't do all the things a computer does uh, in service of, uh, like, I don't know. Well, I'll I, tell I you want, from my perspective... If Valve came out and was like, here's this $400 dedicated, like, agreed-upon specs PC box that you don't have to worry about drivers, you don't have to worry about this and that, uh, you know what games 100% are supported by this box, I'd seriously, like, I don't have a PC right now, I'd seriously consider it. Right, but you are you are so in the minority on that. Yeah. Like, there are so many people who have PCs. Like, I bought my PC last year, and, like, I bought it, uh, I, I bought it, you know, with the intention of it being fairly modular and that like if new shit comes out, I can just fix it up and upgrade it without having to throw the whole goddamn thing out the window. Sure. And I won't, I, I won't have to do that if I buy a, a, a steam machine, but like, I don't want to have two of these fucking okay, things. Okay. But the question around. is, do you, do you have that PC hooked up to your TV right now? No. Yeah. So Here's, what I have yeah. a bigger crackpot theory about it. And that is, Gabe Newell hates Windows. They've said that they don't like Windows 8. They know that if Windows 8's App Store becomes a hit, that it would make Steam somewhat maybe I think entirely you mean, irrelevant. I think you mean when it becomes a hit. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but with SteamOS, they may eat Microsoft's lunch. I mean, the PC sales are going down. The only PC sales that are going up are game sales. And if all of these, you know, big PC companies give all the buyers an option to say, hey, do you want to take $200, maybe $150 off your computer price and we'll just install SteamOS and it'll boot to the games, which is all you're going to use this thing for anyway. Uh, that's the threat, right? Yeah, if, I want that. That's the thing if, I want. But, but it, for that to be desirable, they have to get a lot more games working on Linux. And I think they or will. Or find a, a wrapper that can make I, it. You I know, think they will. Anyway. I mean, you know, if you look at, like, obviously when, when Mac support launched for Steam, there was, like, 50 games. And now it's obviously not wide, wide, but it's... Yeah, there's 55, 56. No, there's, there's definitely... <laughs> New ones added every quarter. There's definitely quite a few uh, Mac games on there. And um, I think, you know, we see with Humble Bundle and stuff like that, like, all those come out on Linux and Mac and PC... Um, I would not be surprised if a lot of developers were incentivized to reach this new audience and uh, you're going to see a lot more support for it. I guess I just feel like with my PC, the advantage, the thing I like is the, not just modular nature of the hardware, but modular nature of the the software. I can, you know, if if a game isn't on Steam, you know, I can try it out. Uh, You know, demos that, that, people release or, or even you know tiny indie games that don't even uh justify a commercial release or cookie like, clicker or cookie clicker for crying out loud can i click cookies on this yeah. um but like that it, that to me is one of the big strengths of pc and like i i just don't 
I don't see a a big range of consumer for someone who wants to pay the same price as one of the new consoles, but uh, like I, that would go with this box over just buying like a computer. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really get. I mean, you know, I'm sure I'll eat my words because it's Valve and they can yeah. throw, you know, nigh infinite money at at a problem. But like, I, I guess I just don't, I, I don't understand the appeal, and I kind of feel like the onus is on them because I don't think they've done a great job of explaining why I want this thing. I, I do wonder if it, it's. Uh, an issue of perspective though where we were really prepared for this to be kind of an immediate game changer you know this box that came out and it's like oh duh that's the pc that is going to go in the living room right and that maybe this look is, under your chair there's one yeah right now. That maybe this is a, a you know like a five or even a 10 year game where as most programs that we use move to be on a browser uh you know that would easily run on on linux that maybe the, our desktop will be so uh, transportable, I guess, that it wouldn't. It doesn't really matter what platform you use for that those programs. Uh, so you know, in five years, most games will be developed for Linux, maybe, possibly if you know Valve has enough sway. And then everything else that I do on my computer, I'll be doing in a browser anyway. Um, so it won't even matter, uh, you know, if I'm on Mac or Windows or Linux. So. Linux will become my gaming system, uh, and then everything else will be, you know, what I take to work. Yeah, I, th- I think Valve has a pretty clear, long lead idea of where this is going, and I think a lot of people thought it was pretty silly when they first launched uh, Steam with Half-Life 2. Pretty silly. And look at that. It sort of paid off enormously huge for them, so... Oh, yeah, and I think most people think this is a good idea. It's just how they're going about it seems... It's just a very... Ironic or, it, or happy. Yeah, it is v- really... Like, there's no elevator pitch to quickly explain what the hell is going on. And, I mean, it's it's a lot of the problem that uh, Microsoft had with uh, the Xbox One and their whole E3 debacle was that, like, it was so complex to explain how this thing worked. Now, obviously, Steam, you know, isn't talking about anything that would piss anyone off, but it's also, like, equally complex and hard to wrap your head around and i think but that being said i think they have a very clear idea of like how they want to expand and this seems like they really would take a chunk out of microsoft like you know as someone who has considered getting a gaming pc in the past this looks like a potentially alternative option i guess guess, uh yeah absolutely and i think that there are some people like that i just can't shake the feeling that if you're the sort of person that would buy a you know steam branded um a steam branded linux box that plays pcs and also you play it plays pc games and also you don't have a pc but also you're aware of this product like that (laughs) seems to me to be a crazy thin sliver not if they have a deal with best buy if they have like they're selling it in best buys and blue shirts are telling people you know to buy this thing because it makes gaming easy yeah i I think you're both right the reality is messaging on pcs in general just has to be cleared up because even if you're in best buy i i don't think you can trust a blue shirt to explain why a pc is better than uh i will trust the blue shirt with my life nothing (laughs) nothing wrong with blue shirts i just would say that most that i've spoken with usually direct me to the blu-ray section when i ask for a playstation also the geek squad knows exactly what they're talking about because they wear ties (laughs) let them put whatever they want on your computer you need it you need it how else are you going to manage your printer think about it (laughs) so who wins that's my question who wins this week who's trying to fucking save our youths by piping nutrients directly directly into their house this is all there's no way griffin won because he didn't eat the peach clearly and he missed the best produce on the planet. You have to rub that in, huh? I think. I'm, I think I'm sorry. Justin it was your won. choice. No, Justin won because his game reminded me of Shadow Man, and it, I want to play. Wait, that why game. did it remind you of Shadow Man? Because it had the name Shadow Mask, and you wear the mask of shadows in Shadow Man. It's actually okay. the mask of death. Did you pay attention? No, it, not really. He, I, I'll. <laughs> I'm sorry, the only same thing. They're like Shadow Mask. Of, no. I only hesitate because I don't think he made a good argument about why this is the best mask of the week. Yeah. Did you hear that line about tentacles? That was a stitch. <laughs> mm. Sleet, sleet, sleet. <laughs> okay, fine. You <laughs> okay, <win>. you won. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to our program yet again. 
Uh, we, we sure appreciate you being here. If you want to read more, you want to check out Food Practice Shooter or, or maybe my review of Marlo Briggs and the Mask of Death, uh, you can head over to Polygon.com or follow us on Twitter at Polygon, Facebook slash Polygon, YouTube slash Polygon, Polygon.com.tumblr.com, uh, and plus.google.com forward slash plus polygon. Is, God, is it rolls right, no. off the, right off the tongue and into my brain. <laughs> I know, just trips. Right trips in my long-term memory banks. <laughs> oh, and check out our new, our new show if you like listening to things. You can turn it on 2 p.m. Eastern most days. Polygon you can live. find it on you can find it on plus polygon plus live <laughs> dot org plus plus google plus HTML. google buzz and then you click on buzz and then you go into settings and then you click <laughs> and then you click enable polygon opinions yeah and then you it's going to give you the wrong url just because mm. google needs to do some work on their back end throw a few pluses in there you're going to be just fine. this is this is all in the gta uh, web browser right Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. by the way, you have to do it in the GTA web browser. <laughs> okay, it's all via Pebble. Are you telling me you guys didn't search porn for the in the GTA web browser just to see what came up? I wasn't I, looking to be a like fucking uh-huh. aroused by Grand Theft Auto. I just wanted to see what came up. I did it on Jimmy's computer because I thought if that fucking <laughs> if anyone's gonna have some shit bookmarked, it's gonna be Jimbo. Wildly disappointed. You don't mean Polygon video shooter? Yeah, I was uh, confused Polygon too. producer. Jimmy Shelton. You mean Jimmy? <laughs> no. That's what I thought. That's I, was I was like, thinking wow, too. that's a real thing to say. No, I was talking about the in-game character, Jimmy. I thought you were in Tokyo, found found uh, polygons on Jimmy Shelton's computer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to do it for us this week of the Besties. Make sure probably into some shit Next too, Friday for the Besties. <laughs> because shit in the world's best friends pick the world's best things. Let's see.